0: Hold my tongue never, I say what I feel Look you in the eye, never ran, never
1: will Hold my own destiny, both hands in the will In the darkness they found light So at the top of your lungs scream This ain't life, so when they move left You move right, you move right Hold my tongue never, I say what I feel Look you in the eye, never ran, never will Hold my own destiny, both hands
0: Welcome to Lude Presents Rabbit Holes Live from the garage here tonight I got kicked out of the office um, for those of you who haven't listened, uh, this show, uh, it's, it's anything and everything, really. Uh, but where we're starting at, uh, we're saying it's like a one-hour car ride with somebody you know, maybe somebody you don't know, maybe you know something about them, maybe you don't. Uh, well, in this situation, I know a little bit about our guest, Leon. Uh, Leon Andrews is a first-time author. Uh, he's got a book he just uh, completed and is out called We Become Beasts. And at this moment, I am gonna bring him on, introduce him to myself and the audience. We've only talked briefly, and we'll just kind of see where this conversation goes here today. So uh, Leon Andrews, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me on today's show. That was a very good introduction, so I really appreciate that.
0: <laughs> hey, I try my best here. Um,
1: how, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing awesome, man. I'm doing awesome. I had a busy day. I did some traveling mm. for work, you know, work the other work. Did some travel work. work and got home to the kids and had to do some child events and pick some people up from some things, but we're back. We made okay. it.
1: We made it. We did it, guys. <laughs> we cured cancer. We did it.
0: <laughs> so tonight is the 14th episode. So just to, you know, I'll be I'll be transparent with you. This is the okay. 14th episode I've ever done. I take it back. Fifteenth, I guessed on. I guessed it on a show the other night, which was fun. But we had some technical difficulties.
1: Oh, okay. I got you. I I have a I have a podcast on hiatus, so I know how that is. It's been yeah. I've so been running it. Podcast? It was just my journey, man. Cool, all, cool. All, and then I I talked about myself. I talked about uh, things that I was doing. It was it was kind of a it, the best way to look at it was just like a, it was a weekly audio log. Cool. stardate 1004925.1 that's literally <laughs> how every episode was but you know but really wasn't and a lot of it was just mostly about my journey and about how the way i would do things in my approach to life and student debt it was but it's on hiatus it. yeah it's a, it's on hiatus right now it's just in favor of other stuff
0: so i'll tell you i mean that's the thing it's on hiatus but you can come back but that's the best thing about these uh, we'll call their shows, their whatever they are. They're us, just trying things. You know, we're trying to have fun with it, which I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, it's you on my show. I mean, hopefully we can have some fun here talking. And hey, if you ever get started back up again, I'll look forward to maybe coming on and saying hi. How about that?
1: It all depends on what we agree or disagree on, and I have a real, okay. and I might have a real DC later, so we'll see how that twist comes about and works itself okay. organically well, I'm, later. I'm
0: excited. See this? I, I know. That's the this.
1: that's that's the starting point. Yeah. We we'll get into it, and when it comes back in as a midpoint to just throw a wrench into everything, we'll see okay. how that goes, man.
0: All right, let's let's roll with it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, to start, let's let's just give you a second. Um, and like I said, I'm learning tonight too. So, yeah. I guess before we go any further, I'm talking to another uh, person here later. His name's Rick. Uh, he'll be on episode number fifteen, mm. and he's gonna he's gonna teach me about some things. So mm. that's almost how I look at these episodes now that I think about it. Like you're gonna teach me about you know your book, your your process, uh, publishing, all those things. So like this shows like where I come to. This is my graduate school. You know, yeah. I interview people and I get to learn about their profession, learn about their you know, what they're doing and I'm having a great time about it. So tell me and tell our audience about We Become (laughs) Beasts, what it is.
1: All right. So the story that I wrote is called We Become Beasts. It is a self-published book that I wrote, (laughs) I authored, and it came out a couple of weeks ago back in October. So uh, I don't know how much of a visual aspect of it, but you know, we'll have it later, but here's what it looks like cover wise.
0: I'll tell you what, it would fit right into the library. We'll give it that.
1: Oh, you think so? I really, yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I uh, so the story is is we become beasts and just the elevator pitch to it, it's about ten strangers locked in a room and they have to play a game of murder and deception. And if they don't figure out who murdered who, it could cost them their lives at the very end. The concept is based around the party game werewolf if you are familiar with that game or familiar with mafia
0: uh i am not can you maybe give us and the audience maybe just a little uh elevator pitch on that so i understand it so
1: werewolf is a what they call a role-playing game okay and in this game there's about several people usually you play anywhere between seven to ten people Okay. And one to two people, depending on the amount of people that are there, play as a werewolf. Everybody else is considered the villagers. And every night the werewolves kill somebody. And then during the day phase, everyone needs to figure out who they think is the werewolf, vote, and then they quote, lynch that person, unquote. And the game keeps going there until you find all the werewolves. And the villagers are also given special abilities depending so there is a a sage or seer that person is able to know the identity of or, or know the role of one person in the game per night and uh there's the gunner then there's the troublemaker the troublemaker can switch people's roles once and then who's the other there's some other ones that they throw in every so often but in this game i only have the villager i have the villagers the seer the gunner the gunner has a gun okay that has only one shot
0: okay
1: so, so basically uh,
0: your, your story is based on that like you said right, right. Yeah. okay but okay. it's a very
1: it's a very intense version of that game and it takes place over one night because originally i wrote the story to be a short story I originally wanted it to be at most like 75 to 8,000 words. And then I was just going to, for shits and giggles, I was just going to send it out. But my wife read it and she wanted more. So I went, okay.
0: Hey, that's good though. I mean, for you to like latch on to something, have fun doing it, and then your wife to say, yes, that's great. I want more. That's awesome though.
1: It was very, very sweet of her. So I went in, started doing the old clickety-clickety-clack and just... Doled out another thirty one thousand words. Actually, another thirty thousand words because it was already at ten thousand. I was trying to get it down. What does Sunday. that
0: equate to? How many pages is it? Like, I don't understand well, words. I'm not a big reader.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. It's totally fine. So, forty thousand words looks like about that big.
0: Okay. Right? right. Yep.
1: Whereas your Stephen King is about somewhere about. Yeah. Right about there. Yep. So yep. yay hi. So that equates to in this case a hundred. Let's see. Hold on. Without the about author, it looks like it ends about 150
0: pages. That's a, that's a perfect read. I mean, it's not oh, too yeah. long. It's not too short. That's perfect.
1: Yeah, it's it's totally it's a totally approachable story. So in it in this in this story, it takes place over one night and everybody has to figure out who the two werewolves are. And in this case, all right, um, all let me have to you there. Speak.
0: Yeah. So I want to come back. So we want to find out who the two werewolves are, but can I tell you that already from the starts of it? I mean, it sounds like you've got yourself like a a nice little uh-huh. premise here, you know? Like this, yeah. this premise could go a lot of different directions if if you get it places, you know? All right, <laughs> yeah. let's go. the werewolves.
1: All right, so there's two werewolves. Everybody else is villagers. Some of them have special villages to be able to combat against the to kind of gain more of a favor in the villagers in the villagers and. And it takes place over one night and it follows the story of 10 people. And that is, it's basically it. I had a lot of fun writing it. Uh, I, it was, it, I, I had a lot of fun with the violence. I looked at it and went, this could be triggering. So I made a warning at some point going, Hey, anybody, I go trigger warnings. If you're not okay with violence of, uh, of any kind of violent nature, probably not
0: your read <laughs> i think that's smart of you though just hey upfront, like and that's kind of yeah if you're not okay with this please do not proceed you know
1: yeah and so the other thing about this story and i always want and i as just like you i want to be as transparent as possible i never really meant for this story to go as far as it did it kind of started off as me wanting to break away from something that was already currently writing and wanted to just make a short story and then just like kind of send it out and not really do much with it because originally the story was kind of an alternative universe fan fiction that i was writing and then when my wife read it i was like okay i need to all right i gotta elaborate a little bit more now but this originally started off as a fan fiction uh, based on a existing property called from called Jinro game it's a Jeff it's a it's a manga from Japan I have I highly recommend reading it I don't I cannot I cannot I just go on taking yeah. all the credit for this concept someone right. else came up with the concept
0: but still the I story. mean anything that you mm-hmm. make your own I mean that's a that's a what do they call that that's a uh intellectual uh property or uh there's some phrase for it but i'm blank right now but yeah i mean you're allowed to make whatever <laughs> uh, as long I, as
1: it yeah it's not care. a blatant it's not a blatant ripoff of the manga right uh and all the characters are different it's just conceptually it's just the same
0: and well, i mean look I at I the do. movies like you know uh mm-hmm. lord of the rings and then there was you know there that starts the genre and then there's other things that follow so it's not that's what you're doing that was the genre and you made it your own
1: yeah and um i without a doubt in the very beginning of this page and i will i will love to re- just read this part out loud is that i give i give credit to this person it says here in the dedication page it's like first and foremost this book is dedicated to kawakami ryo who created the manga genro game for its concept serves as a basis to the story please support him and read his manga I don't want to ever just take 100% credit for this concept at all. The characters are original, and and even how the way I approach this story compared to his is definitely different. Conceptually, it's just the same.
0: I mean, that's uh, Mm -hmm. not to steal your thunder because that's awesome, but that's kind of what I'm doing too. Like, if you think about it, like, you know, I'm having you on to talk to you about Mm -hmm. your topic but maybe get some of your people to watch the show and like it and keep watching. Same as the next guy I talked to, maybe some of his people come over and stick around. And you know, that's why it's so nice to hit all the different topics and all the different genres to get all different types of eyes. watching.
1: 100% I 100% agree. Cause when I was doing my own podcast, I was always looking for other people to come on the show. That's why the name of my show is called who's listening and that's how. Yeah. And really, just like you, it's all about networking. And I will tell you that when I started promoting the book on my own, Mm -hmm. I started off with maybe 35 followers on Twitter. In about less than a month, it's now at 413.
0: So that's since you released the book last month?
1: No, not even. Actually, as I was leading up to the book, about maybe two or three weeks leading up to the book, I was at 35 and i started yep. tweeting like crazy i started interacting with other authors right. and other bloggers and then i started getting more and more and more followers first my book was get my book has been retweeted to about eighty thousand people already and so i have just right now like i haven't done that in the last few days yeah. but it is a very successful action that i have to keep in it, uh, right now i'm not I'm, I'm only wearing a part of my marketing hat because as an indie author i've realize that i wear all the hats i don't have an editor i don't have a proofreader i don't have a marketer and i don't have a publisher i do all those things myself all in one right i write but then when i'm finished writing i wear my proofreading hat and then my editing hat and then i do all that and then after i'm done i do more writing okay i, I alter it where i can't and then as I'm getting close to publishing, I start marketing the book, and that's literally one of the most important things. So I've been marketing the book like crazy. Now, granted, it's it's only at it's about a little over 60 copies sold, but hey, man, if within a month, I, that's how much I sold. I'm I'm happy about that, especially as a first-time author. I'm like, hey, it's better than only selling five copies in this month, right? From exactly. when it released exactly. on October 19th to to present time.
0: So where can over you publish your Give that a little shout out where can you purchase your book
1: not at any local bookstores unless they specifically order it but um you can find it on barnes and and you can find it on amazon.com and you can purchase a physical copy at 8.99 or you can get an ebook copy for 2.99 Okay. And they will print it on demand. Everybody everybody who's ordered it has gotten a copy and has shown me that they got their physical copy. So it is a, a real thing. You're not going to be waiting for months before the book comes out to even get a, even a copy of it. But you won't find it in a local bookstores. Like I said, you won't find it at your local Barnes & Nobles, your your Books A Million, or your Borders if that even is, is
0: Borders stuff. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to, here, let me promise you this. So I've talked to a few different authors on the show thus far. Mm -hmm. um once i'm able you know i'm I'm acting like it's going to be a long time a few weeks from now i'm going to put an order in on amazon i'm going to get all your guys books and everybody i talk to on the show i'll get like their book and i'll I'll create like a little bookshelf in the back i'll try i'll try to read them i don't know if i will because i'm not a big reader but like the more i talk about this stuff and the more i hear about them it interests me more to the point where Like maybe it's Mm -hmm. enough to get me to start reading, you know, maybe, maybe I,
1: I, you know, I, I always recommend, I read everything as an ebook these days,
0: Yeah. like
1: as an ebook, I will sometimes have physical copies of books. Like earlier, you might've saw me reading a, a, a trade paperback, but that's, I've had that for years i yeah. haven't bought a physical copy of a book in a very long time because i just don't have the space
0: for it right so ebooks yeah, think, are just so everything's much electronic now man you can do everything's any... electronic right now yeah
1: yeah and uh i will i will i will tell you that writing this uh this book was really fun and it was a, a real learning experience and now uh, i'm currently working on another book that i that i started a while back and i put it on the shelf and now that i've Publish this book. I have had such a drive to get this other book, fin- this other project finished as a book, and have it released yeah. by next year. And that's already looking at targeting maybe sixty thousand words. So just more, just twenty thousand words more than than we right. become bees, right? Yeah. And I'm very excited about that. That's a supernatural book. It, it yeah, it's a supernatural book. Uh, I'm about the afterlife and how the way I look at the afterlife, it, it was a fun story that I created a long time ago. And I, now I'm really just like putting a lot of effort to
0: get yeah, it that done and out of the first, When you see, you see what, you know, what, so mm-hmm. I guess with all the different, not to change topics, but there I'm just go. thinking about all it's the different good. roles you play in that process. How do you navigate the different roles? Like do you set times or? like do you write for an hour and then edit for an hour like how do you break up your different things you're doing in that process
1: when you're a writer you do one you do actually two things you write and you read so i try to read as when i'm not writing i read right and if i'm not reading i'm writing and reading can be anything from uh i've been reading a lot i've been reading stories short stories and long ones and then mm-hmm. i've been going back and reading comic books again just for the hell of it and then I write. So currently right now I'm not so much writing because I'm doing a lot more proofreading. So I'll give you an example. When I wrote the B story, I wrote and I wrote and I wrote until I got to an ending. And then I sent it out to people that I trust and I had them read it. And then I had in that moment while they were doing that, I was proofreading it myself. And then that's when I start wearing my proofreading hat and then I start proofreading and I start making all the changes as an editor right then and there. So the proofreading and the editing hat kind of go hand in hand.
0: Doesn't that take you back to like a, like school, like when you have to proofread and edit, doesn't, don't you feel like you're in school during that part of it?
1: I look at everything with the perspective of that. It's fun.
0: (laughs) good for you i don't know how you do it for that like the writing I, i've been doing a little bit of that you know just stories and things we talk about not mm. fun but like the the process of like scrubbing it and making sure it's right that, i don't i don't know how you have enjoy that part of it that sounds that sounds tough well I, it's, a, I,
1: it's a, for me it's it's one of those things where i'm just i know that it has to get done right and I'm gonna have I'm gonna have fun with it. I'm not gonna sit here and droll and moan about it and go, oh bear, there's just nothing fun about it anymore. <laughs> uh, I can't do that. I cannot get into that attitude. I cannot get into that. It wouldn't be
0: a good approach, but yeah, it I mean it would
1: that's... not be a good approach, man. That's why I'm saying D-d-d-d-d. you gotta do it right. So I I'm I have fun with it and, and I actually write up tiny what i like to call programs and these programs are step by step done right and so i try to make sure that i'm following it emeralds every day and then i go back and i change what i need to change as i do them so you can look at it as like a checklist you can look at it like that's a, you know yeah. look you look at it as a checklist you know what I mean? it's like a checklist a to-do <laughs> list yeah <laughs> like and so <laughs> and then the other thing is that i kind of apply a condition of living where i'm like okay did i read x amount of words no okay well now i have to make sure i do read that x amount of words and maybe a little bit more and then what did i do to make sure that happened what went right did i tell did did i kiss my wife before i went in there did i tell her that i love her does she need well, attention?
0: because you just brought it on yourself you brought this mm. one on yourself you're married you have a wife i am two years how how does she allow you this much time to do these things
1: It's super easy. Okay, so this (laughs) is the secret.
0: Tell me, tell me.
1: Everybody shut up. So what I do is that we make dinner. And so what I do is after we finish eating dinner, or as we're eating dinner, I put on Gordon Ramsay on the telly Oh, sneaky. And then I leave her there. And when I'm worried about her, I just go, oh, she's got Gordon Ramsay on the telly. We're good. We're good. Go, go, go. Go, get it, go, get it, go, get it, go,
0: Dude, that's hilarious. That's I mean, I love it. I might pull that. I might try that because she loves that shit. She loves those reality TV shows. Maybe I'll put on some real housewives or I'll put on some Big Brother or something like that and I'll just sneak off into the office. I love
1: it. My wife. No absolutely loves Gordon Ramsay <laughs> so but no but the but the other thing is that my wife 100% supports me in right. my endeavors when I told her as long as I tell her like hey I need to do this tonight she understands it's yeah. it's it, it causes no friction between us when she sees me on my computer and she sees me reading and she sees that I have headphones she understands that I'm I'm in the middle. So I better
0: I better take this opportunity. Like I, I apologize mm-hmm. to my wife because she does let me do this. You know, she mm-hmm. does. We have kids though, so with the kids, like it's that's not an that she that's an added
1: tr- that's an added card right there, man.
0: <laughs> I just can't do it. I can't do it. But I get my time at night. I got my I got my eight o'clock until I'm done time and I can do whatever I want. So
1: that's totally that. totally <laughs> fair, man. That makes a lot of sense. And that and, and that's all a lot of these like relationships it works a lot of the times it works on communication and transparency
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ways... i'll tell you what man thus far i can already tell you, you're a very intelligent man you're an nope. intelligent man
1: iq is 76 man but i also cheated <laughs> off the other kid
0: <laughs> all Me, right like, i was so, like okay. going, I'm, I'm looking i'm
1: like daryl what'd you get for that other pattern on number four
0: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so um so we move, you know. I don't want to leave your book because you no. know that's, that's obviously why you're here. But we'll we'll bring it back up as we go here. But you know, we become beasts. I will say it sounds like an interesting read. You're giving the people credit that deserve credit, and that's that's big of you.
1: Oh my um, goodness, yeah, of course. Especially the I, cover artist. He did such a phenomenal job. Like once you get, I mean, look at that.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, that you could find that in a library. I'd, I'd you know,
1: see the, Yeah, uh, the fact that he drew it. I gave him a vision. And he went with it and the this artist did such a phenomenal job. You can follow him on Instagram, you can follow him on, on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll send you that later. His uh because I don't wanna like dox him, but it's like it's CoopelPen is how it was is his Twitter handle and his Instagram handle. So I'll send you I'll send you that later. I actually yeah, sent I you that. a link to the book.
0: Okay. As well perfect. Um so you know, we're gonna leave that now. Uh that was Shout a great it. conversation and I'm excited get some more about that but let's let's just kind of go on to some some other stuff here so you know as I did my research on you coming on the show I looked at uh I don't know where I found you what, what where's your big platform where are you at Twitter you, uh, or...
1: Wikipedia are I'm you on Wikipedia. Wikipedia I'm on Wikipedia I have a Wikipedia page. Cool. yeah All right. I was the arsonist okay okay <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm
0: kidding. oh <laughs> gosh so tell me about cosplay I saw you're and I don't know much about it so tell me about it
1: so cosplay is a a um what do they call those it's it's just it was a word created to mean costume role-playing or costume playing so it's like it's a it's a mashup of those two words together and cosplaying is just that you 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 dress up as a character from any kind of property usually it's the 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 two main ones are always anime Or video games, and then you just go down the list from there movies, TV shows, animated series, books. I mean, that's that's a
0: really big thing now. I mean, that's that you see that a lot of places.
1: I remember when I used to go to conventions when I was in grade 10, and I remember cosplaying was maybe like 20% of the people that went. Right. Now you're looking at almost like 80% of the people who attend these things are cosplaying, if not slightly more. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it, I, I, that's how I remember. I just everybody was just wearing regular clothes. If you saw someone cosplaying, that was like the, the cool it was the cool it was a cool thing. Like, oh wow, you dressed up as that person. That's dope. Oh my goodness, you're Kaneda from Akira Like awesome. Oh my goodness. It's like you you're you you're jube from Ninja Scroll. What? Now, as you can't, you can't even go freaking ten feet without tripping over another Genjin Impact cosplayer. I'm just saying. I'm not hating on the franchise. I'm just saying this is like it's everyone does it.
0: Or they. Uh, which ones did you go to? Like, where's the big ones at? Which one did you go to?
1: I went to MegaCon in Orlando. I went to Holiday Mot That's also in Orlando. I've been to. I, I wanted to do MetroCon, but unfortunately, with MetroCon, they decide. This wasn't an issue until literally maybe two weeks oh, or wow. a week before the con where they yeah. want you to show proof of vaccination or or or, or negative COVID test. And mm-hmm. my COVID test came in freaking late to the point that I couldn't even go. And I'm not vaccinated.
0: <laughs> a vaccination, I mean.
1: Uh... Not even going to get into that.
0: Yeah. We, it's we just not. Get- we don't know not at
1: all you know people i i believe here's what i'm just i'm going to say one thing and i even said this on my show i i believe in what's it called i i believe in in personal research to draw your own conclusions yep yep i don't don't need to go pro or anti you do your research make your own conclusions
0: the audience and whoever is listening or joining they can make their own opinions this this is opinions only. So, you know, yeah. once in a while, that's why I say that, because I know things are going to slip out here and there, that maybe there's one side and there's the other side, but like it's, it's opinions. Like it doesn't. Right. It
1: no, but then pay. there's, but then there's facts like pineapple and ham on pizza is the most delicious thing in the world.
0: So uh, where are you from? What part of the country are you from?
1: Well, I, I'm, I, uh, I, I live in Tampa Bay,
0: okay. Florida. Okay. So is pineapple, is that a Florida thing? Cause I, oh, hell no hell no i've seen it i've tried it and i don't remember it ever being something that i wanted to get again i mean
1: this is the twist i'm telling you about this is the twist i'm telling you about this is the twist i was telling you about this is where we're now gonna this is where rubber meets the road boss man
0: let's do it let's do it
1: in my old country my mother used to order that pizza all the time so i at first i didn't like it i used to just do plain cheese pizza but then eventually as we ran out of cheese pizza and i still wanted pizza i got tired of picking off the pineapple ham that i started eating it and then eventually it's what they call uh, an an acquired
0: Taste. Acquired taste, okay. It's an
1: acquired taste, my friend. I tell you, it's like sushi or an espresso. You don't like it at first, but then eventually, after a while, you see that you see it. It flips it in reverse yeah. person you get a new perspective
0: on it, okay. And and you know, all those other things you just mentioned that's that's right. Because the first time I had those things, I didn't like sushi, I didn't <laughs> like espresso, I didn't like coffee, but now. I eat sushi and I drink coffee. So, I mean, it's that's an acquired taste, you're right. There
1: you go, man, there you go, yeah, man. for
0: real. So but the next time-
1: pineapple and pizza, maybe the next time?
0: The next time my family gets pizza, I will get a pineapple pizza and I'm gonna try
1: it. One more it time. On ha- you can always do it on half or you can always do it on a quarter. They will I'm do it any way you the want. Court. The prices are always the same, but I will tell you this, it's better to get two small pies Instead of a large pie, because the math adds up to being just about a few dollars less to get two smalls.
0: Hold on, man, you might have just broke the internet. What What did you say? <laughs> so the next time I go to the store, if I do the math of the circumference of the pizza and the amount of right. cheese, blah blah blah, two smalls is better than one large.
1: Two smalls is better than one large, and then uh, you know sometimes they do that special where they're like a pizza place will go, hey, like we're doing. 12, like 12 bucks for large in a in, in a two liter of soda and you go yeah. oh well that's like a really good idea I'm gonna do that Jerry and then <laughs> and, but
0: yeah, yeah. But then, uh, hey that's there. me you can say boss man says cause I always go oh yeah that's a great fucking deal let's get that deal <laughs> babe I'm telling you like
1: it's a $12 value but it's really like an $18 value it's, it's really good Babe, listen to me. I'm trying to tell you. Like, listen to me. I know that I married you, and I said you'll always be right, but for what I think I got it this time. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> oh,
0: my God. that's calm. No,
1: but, okay, yeah. so sometimes – it depends. Like I said, it bit. It's better to get two small pies than one large pie because it ends up being a few dollars cheaper.
0: But it depends yeah, well, on where you go. Right. I want to do the math because now that you say that, yeah, I mean
1: – Because, okay. I to do that. Because all right, so what's an average of a large pie? About uh, fifteen. It's about oh yeah yeah. It's about eighteen right. inches in circumference usually, right? I'm primary. so usually about sixteen eighteen inches is the is the is the circumference of a, of a pie or the sorry that's incorrect the diameter of a pie. Right. Whereas a personal pie or a small pie is twelve inches. Now depending on where you go, depending on how much it costs. That's still two small pies being both 12 inches in diameter, adds up to 24 inches of diameter of pizza, therefore, equiv- equivalent to a larger circumference of pizza. Ergo,
0: it's more bang for your buck. You may have just saved me a few dollars in the long run. So <laughs> yeah,
1: appreciate- I'm just. Even even if it's a 10-inch pie, when you think about it, it's still 20 inches compared to a 16 to an 18. You got two more inches of pie, my fan.
0: Well, well we're gonna have to do some math. We're gonna have to do some math on a small price. You're gonna have to do it. You're gonna have to do it at some point. All that stuff. <laughs> are, you, are you a pizza man? Do you have a pizza parlor or something? How do you? Oh, how'd no, you...
1: no. I saw I saw it on Reddit the other day, and I went, "Oh my huh.
0: gosh!" Okay, all right. I'm a,
1: I love I'm it. a lurker. I'm a lurker.
0: I love these little tricks of the trade you know that's that's something you know next time i get pizza the pineapple and i'm gonna test the test the hypothesis there so oh Boss my man. i just uh, saw a t-
1: i just saw a tiny human
0: yeah he uh somehow he got out here the missus <laughs> is supposed to have him but uh things happen so I'm hey you, you've kind of previewed it a little bit through What's the show here, and i had enjoy enjoyed it uh tell me about your voiceover work because you can tell <laughs> you did it with some of your stuff there
1: um, yeah, I, I haven't done anything major yet. I've been volunteering, actually, I volunteered at a few places, one of them happens to be reading public domain books on LibriVox. Okay, and I remember, I'll give you a funny story for another time. But I was. I, I also do volunteering for a, uh, a, a radio drama, a live radio drama, if you will. It's not a radio drama in the sense that it's another podcast we actually read it live to an audience we just did one literally last saturday and yeah we did it last saturday you know for an audience of like almost like 40 people and it was just awesome
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah. and we have sound effects we have music we have background music playing background there's ambiance in it uh and then we do costumes and everything. and it, it's but it's not like a play. it's it's reading. So you know, I have a I have a script in front of me, but I always do my best to read out to the audience and i I pantomime what I'm doing. So recently, one of the things that I did was I was an engineer on a on a ghost train and I was like mimicking that I was you know working the throttle and Working a break on the lap, and then I was even doing one of these. You gotta, you gotta just to kind of give the reality that I'm on a train, entertainment, right? It's entertainment. right. And so, I got I, I've always loved voice acting. I, I, am up, I wouldn't say obsessed, but I remember I used to follow more voice actors than I did, did movie film, yeah, yeah. TV show actors. I was. Oh, more
0: yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's not a that's not a common thing because I'll be honest, I don't know a lot of the voice actors, and you, you mean, were able I mean, to follow them.
1: Yeah, I what? mean, like you know, if you like, your biggest voice actors are the, the Tom Kenny. Okay, you'll know him as the voice of SpongeBob, and okay. then there's Tara Strong is the second one that a lot of people know, and you might know her better as Bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls, Twilight Sparkle from My Little Pony. Harley, she did the she was the original voice of harley quinn on batman the animated series in the 90s that's one of okay. her like most well-known okay. roles is that is, yeah. is that character and so those are your like big top voice actors in in the industry there's other actors that are out there you got diedrich baker d bradley uh Diedrich bader d bradley baker um joe uh Joe, no, John DiMaggio, and then oh, there's uh, who are the other ones? So these,
0: these, mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're as prevalent in things as, you know, big time actors, but you just don't see their faces. They're, their their right. voices do a lot of different things.
1: Okay. Cool. Right. Sometimes they do live action. Sometimes they do live action roles. Sometimes they they've done that. I, uh, mm-hmm. A lot of them have even gotten their start there, and then they realized they were better off as voice actors. Like uh, Car- uh, Carrie Rogren. She was a she did mad tv and then eventually just like phil just like her and phil lamar and phil lamar was on mad tv and then eventually they just went into voice work and they realized this is better and yeah. i i love to do voices i used to love doing in, impersonations i that was just something that i i would do and be like it's fantastic it was wonderful i came over to the boss man's house it was it was absolutely wonderful that's my that's my clinton okay
0: okay wait <laughs> no, Hold on. that was your what <laughs>
1: That was my Clinton. <laughs> okay, all right.
0: I'll, I, no. I it now that I know what you were doing, but I, yeah, I need no, a, little, no. like, a precursor.
1: No, no, it wasn't Clinton. Anyways, but uh, as I did that, so I decided. Let me get into more voice acting. So I started volunteering at Librivox and I started doing this thing with a, a friend of mine. He runs this this uh, reading com- uh, this live j- radio company this this troop if you will and I've been doing that and it's been great I haven't been doing a lot of focus on it just because I've been focusing more on the writing and publishing and everything that so that's a lot of that stuff has been taken the back burner but as we get closer to the end of the year and I get things moving again I'm pretty sure that I will go I'll I'll go back to it start doing auditions again and look into making a demo reel but I've uh, some things that I've I've I auditioned for was this like uh, it was like a furry thing. I think I, I've, I got the role, but then the, the project fell through at some point, but I played the, the, how nervous... do
0: you, uh, how do, is everything online with auditions? Oh yeah. Stuff? Oh yeah.
1: yeah. As you can see behind me, this is moving blankets. And then right. on right here, if you're looking, these are phone panels on a bookshelf and now you don't see it behind you on behind the web camera, but there is more phone panels. And then of course I have this thing right here. This is an isolation thing that of, of, of phone to keep all the sound in and nice isolated. Little, nice, so, little, nice little booth.
0: Yeah, a nice right. little booth.
1: So it's a little booth because I can go back here and you can hear me, but you'll hear me as well. But right. if I keep going in the front, you hear me better. So then I, mean, I could I do a lot I more better. I could do. Yeah, I could do a lot more voice work. And a little trick is that I learned is distance and not talking directly at it. More you talk at an angle. It still picks you up but now you don't hit the you hear the it's more going out towards you
0: look at the voice you're giving yeah i mean
1: and i I, I, yeah you know i've done i've done minotaurs (laughs) i talked like this one time and i said i'm gonna crack and break his bones
0: (laughs) and i yeah i've done that (laughs) that voice i mean you just have to that's that's the thing you have to find the right opportunity because like
1: Mm -hmm. that
0: voice is a voice you could see somewhere i mean you know i don't you're gonna change it do whatever but like you do have a good voice for that type of thing you know
1: <laughs> thank you so much I, I i i am still waiting back on one uh, addition. i actually might, i might send a message to the people on twitter or on
0: on instagram How do you find I, that stuff is that like twitter I, stuff
1: oh i go on i go on castingcall.club. call oh, okay. that is a good okay. place to go to um there's other places to even go to to even volunteer your voice. I've done that. I actually, uh, you wanna, I can round back to this story I mentioned earlier when I was doing reading for public domains. I it, the way it works is that someone posts it on a forum. They say these are the chapters available. People respond to it, saying I want to do this chapter, and you do your whole recording and everything. So I'm reading this story. It was called The Pirate. Okay. of Manate or Manamar or something like that <clears throat> and as I'm reading it I'm doing voices I'm getting into it and all of a sudden because it was written in 1896 it was a hard n-word yeah. and I went Gonna oh have to my pause. god yeah. straight up <laughs> <on.
0: laughs> well I mean you know it's I mean in film I mean it's in film it's in books right. I mean like you said yeah. i not using it in a negative way. I mean. Post. <laughs> they accepted you it. You did read it? You did? Oh, I,
1: I read it. I read it just the way it was said. See, like
0: you said, even then, I would pause. I, I, don't I pause. No, I, I,
1: but the funny thing is, as I was reading it, I was just, like, really into it. And then I got into it, and I said and I went, oh, my God. That was in there. Yeah,
0: yeah that's problematic. <laughs> Took a second.
1: I went, okay, all right, I'm reading that again.
0: <laughs> Roll it back. Oh, my goodness.
1: As we get more into it, let's find a place here and okay. i can do a quick read of uh excerpt of the book yeah How about that how's that sound
0: yeah well yeah because you're a voiceover artist you're uh you're uh you're just an entertainer leon you're thank an entertainer. you
1: thank you i used to do beatboxing on 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 stage at one point that was fun
0: give me give me an intro beatbox <laughs> dude we got a star here folks we got a star
1: all right awesome awesome yay (laughs) there we go we did it all right so this is we become beast by me leon andrews and then at this point we're about seven pages into the story where they learn that they are here To play a game called Werewolf. The voice spoke in a matter-of-fact tone. The game is simple, Werewolf. In this game, everyone plays the role of villagers, but among you are two werewolves. The role of the villagers is to discover the werewolves before they claim a victim during the night. Everyone will be given a role in this game. Villager, seer, gunner, troublemaker, or werewolf. Under each of your desks is an envelope taped underneath. Reach under... And open it up to learn your role do not reveal your roles serena and everyone did as they were instructed reaching under their desk and found their envelopes serena opened up hers pulling out a card with an illustration of a woman in a crystal ball at the bottom she saw her role seer what does that even mean she looked at jocelyn glaring at her card as did everyone else she looked upset over their given roles but it was too difficult to tell who was a werewolf already? Everyone has their roles, and I'll explain them, said the voice over the speakers. Villager, you have no special abilities. The seer. The seer can learn one person's role, true role during the night phase. The gunner, you'll receive a gun with one bullet. You have the choice to use it or not. If you choose to use it, then make it count because killing the werewolf wins the game. Troublemaker. During the night phase, your role is to choose two people and switch their roles. This means it's possible to switch someone from being a villager to a werewolf. You will not know either of the person's role. For the ones who are werewolves, your job is to choose one villager, a night for slaughter. Everyone paid close attention to better know their roles. Being a villager left a target on your back. Knowing there was a chance the werewolves could kill someone as important as a seer or a gunner puts the villagers at a disadvantage. Serena felt the target on her back widen. The pressure mounted and weighed on top of her. Her breathing started to speed up. In the morning, after everyone wakes up, everyone has until 12 o'clock to figure out who the werewolf is and vote. When voting commences, the person with the most votes is lynched. If voting ends with an equal number of votes between two people, then another vote takes place to decide between which of those two people will be lynched. Everyone sat still, waiting for the next instruction. Serena didn't like this situation. She was sure nobody else did either. This was total bullshit. Forcing people to play a child's game, and for what? Tranquila, mija. Her dad's voice popped into her head. She balled her fists on her lap and sat still, lips shut tight. If the person chosen is a werewolf, then the other werewolf will die with them. This includes any werewolf switched by the troublemaker. However... If a villager is lynched, then all the villagers will die. The stakes were high and grim, with a chance for many people to die. We'll be back in a moment and allow you time to get to know each other, the voice said the intercom shut out with a harsh buzz. Serena exchanged tense and awkward glances with Jocelyn, Stacey, and even Rodrigo. The tension grew into a palpable, grim atmosphere, and everyone sensed it. I guess we should introduce ourselves without revealing our roles, said the one in glasses breaking the silence after the mysterious disembodied voice vanished, explaining the rules. Let's go from left to right, clockwise probably. My name is Damon. I work for a web development company. Rodrigo, said Rodrigo. Second year going on my third year at the community college. Work part-time at a grocery store? I'm a stubborn," said the guy with a faux hawk. I do part-time classes at college, but I'm also a full-time streamer. Yo! Is there any money in that, like for real, Rodrigo said, eyes partially closed, nodding at Esteban. I'm thinking I'm probably gonna drop out and because I'm pre- making pretty good money. Rodrigo nodded and instead approving that statement, they kept going back and forth about how fun and lucrative this hobby was. Alright guys, Jocelyn interjected, this wasn't the time to praise one another. My, I'm Jocelyn, I'm a sophomore and a teacher's assistant on campus. I'm Stacy said Stacy. Her tone sheepish and full of anxiety. I don't want to share anything else. I'm Serena," said Serena. I go to the same school as Jocelyn and Rodrigo. She cleared her throat to let everyone know she was done and the next person could go. I'm Julio," said the guy in the button-down plaid shirt, sleeves rolled up. I'm a freelance artist. Serena looked at Julio on her left. That's cool," said Stacy. Anything I, I I might know? I like uh, I like a lot of art. Maybe," he said. Have you ever been to Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Tea? It's on Brand and Clover? Yeah, she nodded. You did that mural on Miyazaki characters. That's funny. Not a lot of people get that reference unless they're really into anime. Julio laughed. I like a lot of anime, Stacy said. She noticed everyone looking at her and blushed a little and silenced herself. I'm sorry. There's no need to be sorry, Jocelyn said, placing a hand on Stacy's back, smiling at her. Stacy returned a small smile back. I'm Devon, said the one with a small fro. I'm a senior, and I'm doing an internship for a web development company. He gestured at Damon, the same place where Damon works out, actually. No kidding. Damon looked at Devon, vaguely recognizing him. I- I've seen you around. Yeah, okay. Cool. I'm Arabelle, said the girl with the blonde curly hair. I'm a cosplay model, and I'm doing my first year in college. She rubbed her fingers beneath her desk. I, uh, I- I've actually run into a few of you guys before. Wait, really, asked Julio, his head cocked and searched for any memories of her, as did Serena and the others. Arable gestured at Julio. I once helped out a friend's booth that was down from yours at a convention this year. Uh, Serena and I are in lit class, and Jocelyn T.A. is my public speaking class. Rodrigo and I, well, we did a Tinder date, like, almost a year ago, when I used to have black hair. She turned and looked at Rodrigo. That's why you probably don't recognize me. Rodrigo started connecting the dots in his head, but still couldn't place when they dated. Serena, Jocelyn, and Julio finally recognized her. Arabelle looked at Devon, Damon, Stacey, and the other guy. I I don't know the rest of you, she said. The last guy next to Damon introduced himself. I'm Frank, he said. I'm a barista at a coffee shop. I do a lot of odd jobs to make extra cash, but that's it about me. Like everybody else, I don't know why I'm here. But I do remember walking to my car before getting jumped. He cleared his throat. Next thing I know, I'm waking up here with y'all. They looked, They talked among. They talked amongst themselves, getting to better. Uh, sorry, let me get that to you again. Getting to better acquainted with one another. Serena kept it together for the most part, but couldn't help with trying to figure out who the werewolf could be. I played this game before," said Julio. He had everyone's attention. Not like this. You, you know, it's a party game. I, I play with a few friends on a game night. There should be like two werewolves, and everyone else is a villager. Two out of ten will be difficult to figure out, said Damon. He held his chin, looking at the cement floor. That's a 5% chance of being right and a 95% chance of being wrong. Even lower when the werewolves claim their victim. Yeah, Julio agreed. Plus, when I play a werewolf, I would lie like crazy just to get the heat off me. I I don't see why anyone else could do that now. Yo, what the fuck? Rodriguez exclaimed. Could that mean you're the werewolf, then? He stood up, scraping his chair against the floor. He pointed his finger, accusing Julio. So you could be the werewolf. I'm not. Why would I even say if I was? Julio stood up, scraping his chair as well. Like you said, to take the heat off you, right? Fuck you, I ain't no werewolf, Rodrigo. Guys, 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 Jocelyn yelled, interjecting. Nobody else knows who the werewolves are at this point. Nah, fuck that. Rodrigo dismissed the bitch and jumped over his desk, rushing towards Julio, He, who already had his guard up. They wrestled one another, exchanging blows to their sides. Rodrigo kept, kept trying to take him down to the floor, but Julio kept fighting back. The other guys jumped in and separated them. Rodrigo took some bumps to his face and his shirt stretched at the collar. He said, let me go. We don't know that for sure, Devon yelled. Calm the fuck down, bro. Serena breathed in shaky breaths, even breathed each breath more rapid than the last. She rocked back and forth in her seat. It started already, and they were turning on each other. It was a matter of time becoming apparent that it was now. Tranquila, mija, her father's voice said in her head. Jocelyn noticed the anxiety was eating at her. She knelt by Serena's side and placed her hand on her lap. Hey, Serena, she said. We'll figure this out. Serena accepted Jocelyn's hand but avoided eye contact altogether. All right, everybody calm down. Take a seat, the modulated voice buzzed. The guys let go of Rodrigo and Julio and, and did as they were instructed. The game begins now. You have one night to figure out who the werewolves are, although... We are not without giving the villagers a chance to win this game. In 15 minutes, we will commence your first chance to vote. What? exclaimed Serena. That's so soon! The good news is, if you choose right, then the werewolves lose and everyone else can go home. Choose wrong and the game continues until tomorrow night. No! Serena yelled. She slammed her hands on the desk and stood fast. Her chair fell back. No! 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 Ignoring dad's voice in her head. You can't make us do this. You can't make us do this. She yelled at the speaker as if it was somebody's face. Serena, Jocelyn raised her voice. Just calm down and sit back down. Don't tell me to calm down. No more people were telling her what to do anymore. She was sick and tired. No more. No more. She was done. Hey, let us go. No one here is going to play this game. This stupid fucking game. She coughed. Her voice strained to speak let us go now she coughed again it became difficult to breathe let us let us go she choked on her words her vision began to blur as her hearing became faint the feelings in her legs grew numb we're gonna end it there
0: all right well let me give you a review okay i like i like the honesty on this show Okay. Mm. That's all opinion based. So I'm gonna give you my opinion of that. Go for it. So basically I, I you know I wear these sunglasses for all types of reasons, but that one I like closing my eyes and just listening to the story. I was I was in the story. I wow. could see it in a movie. Like that was a movie more than I saw it as a book, in my honest opinion, but that's how movies start. You know what I mean? Like I could see right. that in a film, you know. Like I could see that on the big screen.
1: <laughs> there um, was a lot of dialogue in, in that excerpt. I'm not gonna lie. But yeah, when you read yeah. when you're writing for ten people, it that it ends up happening. But you were go on, you were saying.
0: Yeah, and then um I, I will say your your Stacy voice. I'll tell you what, that was might need to work on the Stacy voice just a little bit, but I like the <laughs> record. <rest of it. laughs> this to work and you need to get yourself a deal that that way the editors and the publishers can worry about that stuff that's not your worry to decide if it if they don't want it they don't want it if they do want it they do want it you know that's not your call <laughs> <laughs> all right man. well hey i i think that's a perfect way to to leave us because you know i'm gonna go talk to our other friend here mm-hmm. and that gives the audience a good way to end it if they're like me you know I can see that scene in the movie, you know, aka reading a book. But like, you know, I'm interested to see where it goes. So that was a nice little teaser, I guess. You know.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad. Well, thank you very much for having me on the show. This is uh, "We Become Beasts" is the name of the story. You can find it on Amazon, on BarnesandNobles.com. It's up for. It's available as a physical copy and as an ebook. The ebook goes for $2.99, as the physical copy goes for $8.99. And I will provide you links, boss man.
0: Yeah, go, go, give the audience like your, where's the spot to go to find you? What platform?
1: You can find me on Twitter as uh, alternative alternative Zen. That's one word. And then you can also find me on the gram as alternative Zen, but an underscore between the words. Okay. And those are my go those are my go to platforms. I also have a blog, but you should be able to find that if you go right into my Twitter. Or if you go into
0: my in my Instagram, I have them yeah, right so there. Yes, send those over, and I'll put those at the bottom of our little episode here.
1: Hell yeah! I'll send you an email right after this.
0: All right. Well, hey, Leon Andrews, up and coming author, voiceover artist, <laughs> uh, audiobook translator.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Cosplay, cosplay. Something, whatever else we talked about. But that was fun, man. That was that was good. And I will say, I mean, the stuff you gave me was interesting. And I loved your voiceover stuff. I mean, you know, like I said, when I close my eyes, like I can hear that voice somewhere. I don't you know, like you said, I have no idea where or what the hell you're doing. But I could hear that on TV I, or radio. I, you know?
1: What I do is I'm I'm just a simple medium, and I reach into the ether, and it works through me as as a medium into the physical realm. It just it just comes out. <laughs> I, I work through. I'm nothing more than a tool in the physical world that works in that other realm.
0: What's that? Is that your witch? That's what my witch. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, that's> my <laughs> witch. All right, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll have you on another night. You do voices. We try to guess your voice. It'll be like a game. <laughs> show. All right? right. I love it. All right, man. Well, hey, audience, thanks for listening. Leon, thanks for joining. Uh, this was Lude Presents Rabbit Holes. Like I said, it's anything you want, it, anything I want it to be. I, I guess it's not, but, 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 like, that's why I want the audience. I want the, I want the community. I want the involvement. I want them to tell us what they want to hear so I can reach out to somebody and, and bring them on and talk to them, you know? Exactly. <laughs> All day. All All right. Well, hey, Leon, thank you. And that was this episode of Lude Present Rabbit Holes. Hold my tongue, Never. I say what I feel. Look you in the
1: eye, Never ran, Never will. Hold my own testimony, both hands in a wheel. In the darkness, they found light. So at the top of your lungs, scream, this ain't life. So when they move left, you move right. You move right. Hold my tongue, Never. I say what
0: I feel.